0: If you missed the last episode of Catalyst, go back and listen. If you're caught up, here's where we left off.
1: I'm conducting an investigation into the questionable death of a Mr. Titus.
2: I know that he was in pain and then he talked about, you know, uh, when he had originally got arrested, he was in a car wreck. And then the officer said, what's, uh, what's wrong? He goes, my fingertips are numb and I feel like I'm gonna faint. That was the last time I heard him talk.
1: So as he was waiting to see, a doctor he just complained said he was sore said his back and his neck hurt he was yelling to
2: be seen by medical and then he asked if he was going to be charged by medical and they told him yes they said he
1: signed a refusal form and didn't want to pay for the emergency visit i took him back to building 12. do you believe or do you know if any of the guards took their time or neglected him he should came back from medical as far as i'm concerned they didn't do their job <laughs>
3: had no idea that he had stopped breathing and that CPR was in play. We didn't know that until we got into the cell. Ninety, one, two, three,
2: four, five, six, seven, eight, four, five, six, seven, eight, four, five, six, I'm not getting a pulse. I just thought, you know, you should need to get this man to the hospital.
3: I just want to know what really killed him because it's kind of hard to accept that my son just died from natural causes. He was a healthy kid, healthy. He had his whole life ahead of him.
2: Speaker Moody's bill relating to access to certain law enforcement corrections
0: and prosecutorial records under the Public Information Law. February 2019 the Texas State Capitol. Lawmakers had returned to Austin nearly two months before for a new legislative session. In that time, thousands of bills had been filed and were in play. Most wouldn't survive to May when the session wrapped, but this day, Representative Joe Moody was aiming to make sure his open records bill would.
2: Thank you, Mr. Chairman members. House Bill 147 closes a significant loophole in our public information law that's had
0: tragic consequences for Texas families. In Texas transparency. This House State Affairs Committee hearing marked the second legislative session Moody had pushed to close the state's dead suspect loophole.
2: Our public information law was designed to keep the public informed about what its government is doing. However, back in 1997, we created an exception designed to protect innocent citizens.
0: That exception was originally all about privacy. It only involves closed cases, not active investigations. It gives law enforcement agencies the discretion to withhold information in closed criminal cases that don't go through the court process. Remember, I gave the example earlier, if someone is arrested and evidence is gathered, but the charges are eventually dropped, it might be in that person's best interest to keep that evidence out of public view. The unintended loophole
2: is this. In cases in which a person dies, like a police shooting or a death in custody, there's obviously never a conviction or any plea at all. That makes all records about that death confidential forever. That was never the intention of the exception, which was meant to protect the people under investigation,
0: not the police. It's what happened after Demisha Byrne's son Herman Titus died in the Travis County Jail. At the time, he was one of nearly 4,200 people to die in the custody of Texas law enforcement since lawmakers created the loophole a few decades earlier. Interestingly, Travis County was the only Texas county to sign up in opposition to Moody's bill that day, essentially saying information like the criminal investigation into Herman's death should be kept secret. But there were plenty of supporters government that day too, including Demisha. Demisha. Through our reporting, she'd eventually met Representative Moody. That,
2: families like the ones you'll hear from today deserve to know what happened to their loved one. And when what happened is wrong, they deserve justice. The unintended consequences of our current law are denying them
0: that closure. Demisha wanted to make sure to other lawmakers stories. knew her story too. To so she took off work, brought her sister for support, and tried to put any nerves behind her.
3: Hello, my name is Demisha Barnes. Um, I represent myself. And I am for this bill. Um, The reason why I support this bill is because it it would change state law to make information available when families are trying to get
0: answers when their loved ones die in custody. You need to That's realize this was big case. for Demisha. standing so before dozens that. of lawmakers and a packed audience in the committee room. She'd carefully thought out what she would say and written it on a piece of paper she was keeping in her purse as she waited hours for her turn to speak. On June 19, 2017... This was not only her chance to be heard, but also Herman's. Um,
3: my 21-year-old son, Herman Titus, died in his cell in Travis County Jail. Because the sheriff's office delayed releasing details about my son's death by using this law to deny public information requests, my lawyer initially dropped my case. I was left without any answers until investigative journalists with KXAN TV stepped in and discovered what led up to my son's death. They uncovered the surveillance videos for me, the taped interviews, the law enforcement, and the other inmates, and other records that show my son had been complaining to jail staff for weeks about severe pain following his major car wreck, which initially got him arrested. Um, KXN found proof that my son went to get medical attention the day that he died, only to be sent back to his cell where he (laughs) collapsed. I believe this law prevents family from completely understanding if something could have been done to save their loved ones' lives. When something like this happened unexpectedly, you have so many questions without answer. It makes law enforcement look guilty even though they've done nothing wrong, like they have something to hide. It also forces family to spend money and find legal representation just to dig up the truth.
0: The cost of the truth. Demisha paused and took a breath. This is where she went off script. She stopped staring down at her prepared remarks and instead looked the lawmakers straight in their eyes. And
3: that's something I've never had. I mean, I was just been a single parent since I had my son. So coming up with money for his funeral, I mean, I literally had to stand out on the corner with a sign to help me bury my son and then just to not be able to obtain any information. So I know in the process of trying to bury my son, what really killed him when he was a healthy kid, you know, that really just upset me. And I understand that I'm a young parent, but I raised that boy by myself. He's been my life you know, until I have my girls and all of them. They're my life, you know, and I'm three months away from two years of my son's death and all I have is what KXAN came up with, which still leaves a lot of questions about his death. Like, I still have a ton of questions because I just don't understand how, with all his complaining in jail, with the fact that he fell into a 30-foot bank into the creek I wanna see how a 21-year-old healthy kid who ain't never had no heart problems can just fall dead. And y'all don't pay no attention to none of the sons. Those officers that's in that jail cell are there to protect us regardless of our criminal act. They're there to protect us and make sure we have our day in
0: court. Officers, law enforcement of all kinds were in the audience, watching and listening. For Moody, it was a delicate balance, wanting people like Demisha to speak out, while also realizing this type of legislative reform was going to require support from police and their unions, one of the most powerful lobbies in Texas.
2: And I don't say that to take anything away from the amazing work our peace officers do and the vast majority of them are doing nothing wrong.
0: Moody had refiled his bill a few months back after we showed him our findings. We'd been investigating for a year already, working to discover the widespread use of the loophole. They say everything's bigger in Texas. Apparently, that also goes for law enforcement, around 2,700 different agencies statewide. We decided to focus on the 21 largest because, at the time, they accounted for more than a quarter of all in-custody deaths since the loophole had gone into effect. Let's just say it took a lot of research and waiting, but it gave us the broadest scope possible with our resources and the challenges those agencies threw at us. It was worth it though, because in the end, our analysis revealed more than 150 public information requests denied under that loophole, including the one originally filed by Demisha and her lawyer.
2: We have to be better. We have to demand more of our, ourselves and our systems.
0: Moody said it was proof that some police agencies might be taking advantage of the loophole to avoid transparency. Those results are likely far greater, but impossible to know because in Texas, agencies can legally destroy such record requests after just two years. How will this information help you in the legislative session?
2: This data and information is something that members of the legislature didn't have going to last session. Uh, it's invaluable. For someone like me, presenting a bill now for the second time with evidence, it is one of our priority bills for the session.
1: My name is Kenneth Cassidy. I'm the president of the Austin Police Association. I want you, the policymakers, to think about the unintended consequences. I've had two partners at APD that have been killed in the line of duty. I don't want that to be available for the media or anybody else to view, post on Facebook. Uh, post on anywhere out in the public view. I don't want that video to be made public.
0: Opponents who spoke at the hearing were mostly police unions, like the Austin Police Association, which represents the interests of Austin police officers. Moody took their concerns over video of police officers dying into consideration and put that exception into his bill. But there were other issues, like any graphic video being released to the public.
1: You also need to think about the young man that. Uh, unfortunately, committed suicide in the back of a police car two years ago here in Austin. We're transporting our prisoner to the jail. The
0: case of 19-year-old Zachary Anam. It's actually what sparked our reporting about the loophole when we were denied evidence. As we were driving down there,
2: I uh, began to talk to him. I noticed that he was real fidgety in the backseat.
0: He'd been picked up for shoplifting in 2017, and police missed a gun in his waistband during the pat-down.
1: you just told me you're suicidal. I'll let the staff at the jail know so that
0: they
1: can um,
2: treat you properly there. Then he says, uh, something about, I, I don't know if I'm gonna make it to the jail. Removed a pistol, uh, it appears from the back of his waistband, placed it towards his head while still handcuffed, was able to pull his hands around to the side. I hear um, the racking of the slide on a semi-automatic pistol, and uh, I stopped the vehicle, asked the vehicle let people know what was going on.
1: Well, a lady's got a gun and his he's in the back seat. He's got it to his head. A few minutes later, and, yeah, I heard you volunteer. Shots fired inside the car. Inside the car. 10 Shots fired inside the vehicle. CPR in progress. Start EMS. Yeah, start EMS. I can see in the reflection. We've got blood.
0: As you heard, we obtained a lot in the case, but Austin police chose to withhold surveillance video of the arrest and a video recording inside the car that could shed light on what happened in those crucial moments before Zachary Anam shot himself wrongful death lawsuit filed by his parents suggested the conversation captured on that video might have led to their son's death, that the officer mocked the mentally unstable teen, saying he was going to spend the rest of his life behind bars. The city of Austin called the incident tragic and said it stood ready to defend its officers. The family eventually asked for the suit to be dismissed. That closure Moody mentioned can be tough to find when you're still in the fight.
1: So there are other points of view on this and you need to consider the consequences of passing this bill as it is written.
0: Austin police and other unions, including the state's largest, the Combined Law Enforcement Associations of Texas, or CLEAT, still had a bigger sticking point. The bill would have required the release of internal affairs records related to dead suspects, even those on police misconduct that's only alleged, not proven. Keep in mind, we're not talking about basic misconduct complaints. This is when a suspect is no longer living, can no longer speak up. When the agency employing that officer involved is the same agency investigating the allegations. The same agency that has the choice to keep those fatal details quiet.
2: The intention of my bill isn't to open up all internal affairs records. It's to deal with situations where law enforcement is involved in a death. So we're working with stakeholders, Uh, on tighter language limited to that situation and I want to say that I very much appreciate the professionals, uh, the law enforcement professionals who respected me and the years of work I've done to support law enforcement enough to talk to me before today about their concerns. I want them to know that I hear those loud and clear and they have my commitment to resolve that issue. Thank you, Speaker Moody. The chair moves to leave House Bill 147 pending at this
0: time. The House committee voted in favor of the bill, but that internal affairs issue never got resolved the way police unions wanted. In fact, the executive director of Cleat even called it a war against police. Following amendment, the clerk will read the amendment. Still, the measure survived as an amendment to a bigger open records bill, bill. All those in favor, vote aye. Even passing the full House. Have all voted. <laughs> But our sources said the governor's office indicated he would only sign that bill if the dead suspect loophole amendment was gone. Just a day before the measure was stripped, Cleat sent a letter to the governor saying we hear there was a clear promise of a veto if the amendment remained in place. Disappointed? Moody said a deliberate disinformation campaign by the very people fighting transparency made it impossible to advance this legislation.
3: In closing, once again, like I said, I'm for this bill.
0: Demisha shared that disappointment when we told her the outcome testifying for the bill had given her hope.
3: At this point of my grieving process, it's just a lot of anger. So it's probably not gonna benefit me because doors has been slamming in my face throughout this whole process. But for someone else who happened to experience exactly what I'm going through, this bill being passed will help them because people deserve to know. Families want to stay involved. Families want to be in the loop. This is your loved one, regardless on what crime they ever committed. The point is, there's still people out here that love and believe in them. And just the basic information should be enough, you know? Just so we can go to bed at night and not cry our eyes out, wondering what happened when you don't get real answers. But, thank you.
1: I understand your frustration.
2: You, you certainly have a right to disinformation. I hope this bill does help you, actually. I really
0: hope it does.
3: I don't know if it's ever going to help me, but speaking today is helping me
0: the committee chairman you heard tell Demisha she had a right to this information well he's expected to become a house speaker when the next legislative session starts in january 2021 so that strong show of support will now come from one of the most powerful people in texas government And we checked back with Rep. Moody, who's planning to refile the bill. See, since the last session, criminal justice reform has been in the spotlight with protests here in Texas and across the nation over police brutality and racial injustice. That could propel any legislation about deaths in custody forward. Which leads us to our latest discovery. When researching what police legally must share with the public when someone dies in their care, we found hundreds of examples of agencies not following the law. One case, and its missing autopsy results, stuck out because it's a name we've come to know well. Herman Titus. Next time.
1: I think
2: that your report may do some real good helping legislators understand that this is a problem that they should fix. Certainly, that's something we're gonna look at in the statute to give a little bit more tea than requiring district attorneys around the state to uh, prosecute it. All legislation, the devil is always in the
0: details. Cops should get a fair shake. To pass meaningful, important legislation, timing is of the essence. We've created an immersive video feature to walk you through the evidence in this case and a digital project to further explore police transparency problems across Texas online to accompany this podcast season. Just go to deadincustody.com. Catalyst is reported, produced, and edited by me, Josh Hinkle, along with David Barrera. Digital support for this episode comes from Andrew Choate, Stephanie Dockery, Arzo Dost, Rachel Garza, Matt Mitchell, Sarah Rafiq, Christine Sanchez, Martin Sanchez, Robert Sims, Kate Winkle, and Corbin Wright. KXAN's news director is Chad Cross, and its vice president and general manager is Eric Lassberg.